I think one of the very first thing that I would like to share is psychology is not learned in classroom though here we are sitting in a classroom setting psychology is learned by studying yourself you have to become a student of your own self it's studying oneself and studying nature in all its vastness books cannot capture all the shades of our self who we are and uh, what nature is how it operates and even if they do sometimes it will always remain incomplete something not well understood unless you really live out the truths if it is true of whatever psychology western eastern you know we read through it is much more true about indian psychology let's say a simple term like soul it's a term uniquely used in indian psychology normally when we use the word soul in psychology departments like in psychiatry when i went for psychiatry my professor asked me why do you want to come for psychiatry you have all the marks you can take up general medicine surgery anything so i said because i am interested in understanding things from a yoga perspective and he said yoga don't mention that in the department just imagine the situation if you say soul sir mujhe soul ke bare mein bataiye what do you think will be the reaction of all the i mean sunit is an exception let's not talk about him <laughs> but general reaction will be either many will just brush it aside they'll say you know all this dimag tumhara chal gaya hai or some will explain it soul is a part of the mind you know that's the maximum or some will say you know it's an activity of the brain and some may say well your glands have gone crazy so you are hallucinating something called a soul at the end of the day it doesn't exist or is a portion of the mind you know that's soul then you speak of the divine to wo to phir tum mandir jao go to some ashram go to some uh, monastery but don't talk about all these things in psychology but just think about it this way that supposing you have in your house a most priceless treasure buried somewhere and if you ask where is it so you are given vague answers so now you search for it elsewhere and there are people who have seen the treasure and they tell you no no it's there you search it it's there right there now if you don't search it and live always asking for things outside then is that a very pleasant situation it's not take a very simple example we all seek joy in life isn't it it's a basic thing we all seek peace harmony love all these are fundamental needs of every human being knowledge wisdom we all seek it and if we were to know that there is a state of consciousness there is a possibility of touching something within us where knowledge love peace harmony joy and all the rest is a spontaneous state you know states of consciousness if you touch that it's natural it becomes natural to you would you not try that it's worth it isn't it 
If if there is something like that and I don't know it, then I am leading half my existence. Since Sunit uh, Bhai mentioned about my journey, I can share with you. When I was maybe now, some of you may be around 18 or something. 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, okay. So around 18, when I was in medical college, Armed Forces Medical College, I used to think like this, that we are taught that we are just a body and some chemicals, possibly some mind, which is nothing but a brain activity. But I, am, I have also grown up knowing that there is a soul and there is the divine. Now, if I am only this, then what is the sense in life? Might as well take a joint from, you know, Pune, FMC Pune. There are a lot of joint, you know, what's, I don't want to tell you what a joint is. Hashis and things like that. You go there and take it and just be happy. What's the big deal? Why am I doing all this? And if there is something like the soul and the divine and I don't discover it, then I am living like a beggar when I have priceless treasures inside me. This was my angst. So I said, see, let's try it this way. That if there is nothing more to life than this, and if I search for soul and divine, and I find nothing, then anyways there was nothing to it. You get the logic? And if there is something and I don't make an effort and don't discover it, then my God, I have lost something most precious. So that was the logic which with, I, with which I started. And as one goes deeper and deeper, then one discovers, my God, this is the most priceless gift and treasure house. Now it's 18, now I'm nearing, I'll be 58 this year, so you can imagine almost 40 years. This is the most priceless treasure. And one after another you discover it. And then you realize that, why is it not, not only not taught, we don't even value it, we don't even know that it's there. And if it's, we make even a fraction of the discovery, let alone the full discovery, it changes our life. It changes our perspective. Let me give some examples. You see, there is normally a perspective that if there is something which somebody insults you, isn't it? you feel hurt. It's a very commonplace thing. And we all try, hurt nahi ho. Then you go to a person, he'll say, you know what, uh, try to get over it, let go and you know, it's or somebody will counsel you and you should uh, get rid of this hurt, insults, you should not carry it, various ways. Uh, somebody will tell you, think positively. So, kya hota hai uske baad? Aap agar, if you are really uh, sincere, you will say, yes, I know that I have to think positively. How do I think positively? How do I let go? I am not able to do it. Have you faced this problem, you know what is to be done, but you can't do it. Have you wondered why you can't do it? Why is it that in certain states you can do certain things and there are certain states when you can't do certain things? Have you experienced this? Why does it happen? Have you raised this question? should raise this question. Everybody knows that we should think positively. No news how to do it. So when you go to Indian psychology, you will, first thing you will learn is that the essential truth, first truth that we have to capture is that there are many, many, many states of consciousness which are embedded within us. Some of those which have been part of our evolutionary past, 
and some of those which are part of our evolutionary future. You know, this teleological aspect of psychology, we don't talk about. We talk about normalcy. We don't talk about supernormalcy. Isn't it? What we can become, what we are today, we all know. We have certain reactions which are embedded, which we have carried over as an evolutionary drag. So, when we interact with people, uh, if somebody hurts me, my first reaction is anger, rage. Sometimes speech which will end up hurting someone. Why? Because that's my evolutionary past. It's also embedded. But there is another possibility embedded within me, which I have not explored. I have not cared to enter into that room. Now, the beauty of this science is that when you learn to enter another room, you suddenly find that your thinking, your feeling, everything has changed. Even if you want, you cannot bring in that state. There is a small little story of Buddha that someone met him and he didn't believe in any of Buddha's doctrine and he shouted at him, insulted him, abused him, spat there and went away in a huff. Buddha said nothing. Not only he said nothing, he felt nothing. More important. Many times we don't say but we carry a storm inside. So... That night, you know, there is a power of immobility because when you are immobile, things get reflected back. So that night, suddenly he was in turmoil. You know, normally what happens when you abuse someone, again, if you get it back, then there is the storm is building up. But supposing somebody, I am not saying you don't react, but inside if you are free, if you are quiet, if you are immobile, not outwardly, then it has its own power. It's like things get reflected back to you. So, he just reflected back. And by the way, it's a very interesting technique in psychology, which as counsellor you will learn. If you learn to become immobile and person is revealing his life story, it gets reflected back. You don't say anything. But the person begins to look at it in a new light. It's reflected back. Otherwise, you know, we all are constantly living in our own jungle. So, he felt very bad and next day he came and told Buddha, I am very sorry for what I said and what I did. So Buddha asked him, who are you? He said, I am the, I am the person who had come yesterday, uh, who had been very angry, and who spat at you. And so he says, oh, are you? Are you the same person? He said, yes. He says, but you are not the same person. He said, but I am the same person. He said, if you are the same person, show me how you got angry. This is an absurd question. He says, I can't get angry like that. So he says, then what, what happened yesterday? He says, I just reacted to things which are going on inside my head. So he says, oh, you reacted. So that reaction is not you. How do you know that is your true you or today what you are is your true I? So one part of psychology, the most important question according to Indian psychology is first of all to discover who I really am. If I don't know it, all else, because all else is directly or indirectly determined. Supposing I say that I am an animal, this is what we are taught. When I was 7-8 years old, I read in a book uh, in my school, man is a social animal. And somehow that dialogue Statement struck to my head. I said, my God, I am an animal. No, I am not an animal. <laughs> I am a human being. Come on, I am not an animal. But it was powerful. No? It comes from a book. Books can have such an impact upon you. 
and I kept on, I asked people, is it true they have written social animals? So people explained, yeah, 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 basically we are animals, but we can form social groupings. It's not true. There is something in us which is other than an animal. But if we keep telling ourselves that I am an animal, so it's quite natural. If I am an animal, if you show claws, I am going to show my teeth. And we are going to snarl at each other because this self-identification becomes the nodus from where I act. This is the basis of my action. This self-identification will be automatic. See, when we are born, we already are given certain identities by parents, by society and etc. Then all our life we are struggling to be free. Don't we all want? We want freedom and autonomy? But for freedom and autonomy, I must first discover who is this me inside? Who am I really? Otherwise, I will never be free. Even if I go anywhere, I am still being driven by a host of forces, people, beings, society, religious books, parents, teachers who are speaking within me and using my mouth and mind as their instrument, isn't it? We pick it up. So we start discovering what are the different selves within us. And then we discover what Indian psychology will say. Okay, then try to discover what is that greatest, truest, brightest part within us. Now if I ask this question, I throw up in this question. That normally we are leading life and many things are happening every day. If you reflect upon your most beautiful moment, which you think is your highest moment, can you think of? I am not saying you share it with me. Can you think of some moment? All of you? Some moment. Which you can say, yes, that's it. Not as it is given in books, peak experience. We all have at every age a certain peak experience. Maybe if you ask a five-year-old child, what's a peak experience? When I asked for something and my mama instantly gave it. Or without my asking, she made it ready and for me, ah, mom, how do you know it? Isn't it like that? So we all have certain peak experiences. So what is it within me which is my most luminous possibility, brightest, best, highest within me? So the way which is followed in Indian psychology is very similar to the way which we do in our everyday psychology. If I tell myself that I am an animal, my behaviors, reactions will be naturally like an animal. If I tell myself I am a bundle of instincts, where there is basically two primary instincts, anger and lust, then I have kind of hypnotized myself based on that. And my reactions will be very... So it becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy. But if I say that I am divine, now I am giving a process, one other process. Now when I see, you, you may have heard that song, Shivoham, Shivoham. Has anyone heard that? It's a famous Shankaracharya's, yes. Shivoham, Shivoham. What is he saying? Is it true? At one level we may say, I don't know. But if you take it, you know, that's how the mantra works. You take it that yes, in my true nature I am absolute. I am delightful. I am pure existence. I am all consciousness. Then after a while, this truth also which is embedded within us begins to unfold itself. You understand the difference? 
So I am kind of deconditioning and reprogramming myself if you want to put it. Of course I can reprogram myself in another way that I just get rid of the deconditioning. I say I don't know who I am but I am seeking who am I. That's also a way. One can pick and choose one of the two ways. But this conditioning that we carry, that we must get rid of if we really want to discover the truth of our being. So one of the big challenges of education, classroom education, textbook education is that most of them are already carrying without knowing we are getting conditioned and influenced. You know, when you read Freudian psychology, you begin to see things like that, whether they are or not. So it's important to decondition. One way is by Simply raising this question, who am I? And if you do it sincerely, you will see. For, for example, let's take a simple example. Very often we are identified with the body. That's why when something happens to the body, we say, oh, mujhe aisa ho gaya. But it, it, it doesn't need much to understand that the body is always changing. Isn't it? When you see your childhood picture and you see a grown-up picture, what do you say instinctively? Ah, that's me. But this, you are not referring to the body, isn't it? Are you referring to your thoughts when you see your childhood picture? No, because thoughts have changed. What is it that you are referring to when you say, ah, that's me? There is a very instinctively intuitive sense. You don't even remember. But you still instinctively feel that's me. There is something which is like a continuity. Carrying you through different changing forms, different changing thoughts, patterns of feelings, everything. But it's like a continuity. Not even a memory. But something where you intuitively and instinctively know, this is me. And if you, if somebody were to ask you, how do you say that's you? So you'll be at loss. You'll say, yeah, yeah, my parents have told me, yeah, my photo hai. But there is everything which identifies with it. So, this question one can raise, who am I? This is one way. Another, which is a more positive way, two ways people have found, or three ways, is to say to oneself, based on the experience of those who have gone before us, Indian psychology uses that method, that I trust, just as I put my trust in Freud, I put my trust in Alfred Adler, I put my trust in another. So, I put my trust in those who have discovered that there is within me a soul. There is within me a divine and I start connecting with that. Then after a while, this truth which I didn't know till now begins to unfold itself. And when it begins to unfold, how do I know that, you know, I am actually touching this truth? Then the signs and symptoms, they describe that this will happen to you when this truth begins to unfold, begin to appear in your own life. For example, you know, Arjuna asks this question in the Gita to Krishna. What are the signs of someone? You know, it's a very wonderful scripture. If you have to read one book to know about human psychology, threadbare in as much detail as possible, the Gita is the first book that, you know, I would recommend. So he says, what are the signs by which we can know so and so has, knows himself, his, his consciousness is stabilized in the self. How would you know it? So, Krishna has a very wonderful answer. He says there is no external marker. Ye ki wo dhoti ga, gerwa kapda ga, tika ga. None of the mandir ja raha hai. He is everyday very religious man. None of these signs. So what are the signs? He says there are intrinsic signs. And one of the signs he gives is he stays in a state of equanimity. 
Now, what is equanimity? If somebody praises you or blames you, you are not affected. You know, we started with that. Why you are not affected? Because you know it's not you. Supposing somebody says your dress is not cool. Okay, I may feel for a moment. But then I say it's his opinion. That's the end of the story. Mujhe to achha lagta hai. Hai na? Aap usko leke dil mein nahi baitha loge. Ki meri dress ko hi bola hai na? Nothing much. No big deal. Isn't it? So you discover, you say, okay, this is not me. Because you are in a state of equanimity because you know who you are. You know, one of the signs that you know who you are is that it doesn't, you don't put on anything externally to show off. You don't have to put a nice little boot and a nice little coat tie, clothe your speech in very nice scholarly ways because you know who you are. See, Sri Ramakrishna Paramans, you know how much he was educated? Probably he had not done his matriculation. But look at the mighty intellect of Vivekananda who had graduated from Presidency College. He goes to him and says, I want jnana. Why? Because what he has achieved is something far greater. So it's not something which you get in the classroom or his textbook. How you get it? By trying to make its self-discovery inside. You may read about it. You may write very well. But if you have not made the discovery, then one day you are caught. How you are caught? Because you won't have that equanimity. Anybody will come and push you and you will be like, and we will be like, tossing on the, yeh amari zindagi na, idhar se kisi na dhakka diya, aap bohat achhe ho, aap mera din ban gaya, aap bade kharaab ho. But that's a life, like a slave. We don't want to be slave. We want autonomy and freedom. I want to be free. So what is autonomy and freedom? When I am my own master, if I am not my own master, how can I be master of anything or anyone else? So the sign of this consciousness, one is equanimity. You become your own master. It's called the state of Swaraj or even Swami. Swami has nothing to do with the dress you wear or the name. You don't have to even prefix the word Swami. Swami, I know myself. I am my master. I can decide whether I'll think like this or I'll not think like this. If I feel this way or I feel that way. I choose my shots. That's freedom. That's autonomy. And this is one of the signs. Then another sign it says is that person is always in a state of peace, quietude, calm. Then third sign is there is a spontaneous inner knowledge which goes beyond the textbook. If you read, you see Swami Vivekananda when he, he was asked to, you know his story when he went for the Chicago address and he was initially, everybody, oh, this fellow from India, you know, Pahle wo kehte te, ab hum bhi kehte hain. Hum Indians. Kyun aise kehte pata nahi. You know, we have so much to be proud about. So people, who is, he was not getting a pass to entry because you have to be ratified by some people there who, who knew. So fortunately, it was divine dispensation that finally someone uh, saw him, spoke to him and then he said, My God, all our learned professors in the US do not know even a fraction of what you know. So he was given a chance to speak. What is subject? What is speaker? He never prepared through a slideshow and char din mein padhu Indian philosophy jaake mujhe bolna hai. Kuch nahi. Kade ho gaya, bolna shuru kiya, ruke nahi. Starts with brothers and sisters, ends with a wide applause. Why? Because it's not the words but the consciousness that he projected into the atmosphere. It was a consciousness of peace, harmony, beauty, light and the audience was filled with it. 
they received it each in his own way so the third thing we discover is that it's not the action but the state in which you do it gita is all about that it's not the external action but the state in which you are that begins to so our actions our speech our thoughts they are nothing but packet they are vehicles they are vehicles of what the state of consciousness that's why you see when politicians say we want harmony and peace nobody takes them seriously have you noticed yaar bol raha hai isko vote chahiye but when vivekananda says i am proud to come from a land where we are taught this fundamental basic that god dwells in all why people take him seriously because he is living that truth so when we live in this state it has an impact upon our life we must get rid of this idea that spirituality is a retired man's solution retired man's solution is only either pension or messrs death and company spirituality is not for that do you think equanimity peace spontaneous intuitive knowledge a state of inner harmony spontaneously without effort do you think they are desirable in life or not desirable in life immensely desirable and it has nothing to do with graduation or post graduation it has to do with our life my everyday life otherwise i am just a toy i don't like to be a toy just as quite naturally as youngsters and i am so glad none of you like somebody else to dictate no things to you yeah even i didn't like as all rebels are marked out for spiritual life spiritual life is not about conformism it's not about subscribing to a religious scripture or a dogma or doctrine if you are still stuck to religious scriptures you are not ready for spiritual life spiritual life is a fierce adventure it's like a fire inside and you want to search who you are with that fire you are not satisfied with all that you have read in the books not even the holiest and sacred of books you are not satisfied just by going to the temple and doing a pranam and saying god i love you worship you please give me some ganesh ji aap laddu khana thode hamare ghar mein hi bhej dena you are not satisfied with that you know you want to discover the source of laddus inside you are not happy ki he is the divine mother's child and i am praying you want to discover who you are as the divine mother's child when shri krishna says in the gita mame vansh all of us are children of the divine you want to discover this as a reality now think about it just for one moment reflect on it when you are going in everyday life and normally you are free and we are all living a life in our own way but when there is a distress what do you do you call someone isn't it it's a natural instinct we may call a friend or mostly parents later on call a friends isn't it that we do but we also know the limitations of parent though they will say ki acha beta main karta hu kuch lekin dekhta hu imagine no but supposing you have discovered for a moment you have discovered ki aap jagat janani ki santan ho you are the child of the divine mother like ramakrishna had discovered now you are going in life you are facing with a difficulty so what would you your instinct will be you will call the divine mother and if she is a living reality for you can you imagine what can happen 
every law of life can be suspended or changed and i am not saying something just theoretically countless experience in my own life and many others and obviously i am not here to share about them you call and you get a response from what that which has woven the stars that power that consciousness is within us and we didn't know this but we have to activate it we have to live live it it must become our everyday life does it have an impact on our psychological counseling i'll tell you one small story about a girl who was going through chronic depression for many years many years and she had tried she was on venlafaxine the latest and many other medication so when she met me i asked her just i was exploring and she said uh, the only time i get a little peace is when i pray to krishna so that was my point of support i said okay how do you connect to krishna he is a god i pray to him few minutes i said can you make him your friend so for a moment she was friend i said yeah krishna is happy to be friend he prefers to be a friend than to be a god he doesn't like to be god see all his actions he loves to be a friend so she never thought like that she said okay now this is not only about krishna any anybody you can you need not even name but i am giving you an example okay i'll make him my friend i said you walk with krishna talk to krishna whenever you have any problem just tell krishna you see the result so after one year again when i went to delhi she met me she said sir kya aapne mujhe magic mantra de diya bahut khush hu main and this this uh, this not something you'll get in the textbook today i mean she was a witness one girl who's from very broken home situation our father is a alcoholic and you know mother is trying to manage the ends and she is goes into that state so is it see parents or physical parents are like representatives you know they are delegates jaise manager hote hai na aap kahin par jaate ho koi company mein aur malik ko jante ho malik ne ek manager ko aapke sath laga diya isko zara dikha dena बट अगर आप मालिक को जानते हो यू नो देन एनी इशूज यूज इमीजिएटली से अंकिल मैं यहां पर हूं ओके बेटे डोंट वरी आई एम कमिंग है ना दैट्स द एक्सपीरियंस यू कैंट से लाइक दैट टू ए मैनेजर सो वेन यू डिस्कवर दैट डिवाइन इज योर पेरेंट सो आई टोल्ड आई सिड यू नो वॉट वॉट इफ यू स्टार्ट लुकिंग एट इट लाइक दिस दैट एक्चुअली डिवाइन इज अवर पेरेंट एंड आई गेव अर ए वेरी प्रैक्टिकल वे ऑफ लुकिंग एट इट दैट लुक this uh, of course this they we may say there is a belief system and i am not going into whether rebirth exists or doesn't exist but i am saying that even in this life are parent just a physical reality or are they archetypes or are they a psychological state tell me that they're all at once you know anybody who nurtures and nourishes us becomes like a parent we we know it no sometime it can be a friend who comes like a parent so parent is not just the physical parent though physical parents embody it maximum but parent is also a state and where does this state come from from an original archetype i think all of you understand archetypes so i am not elaborating on that so original archetype of parent is divine as father divine as mother now why do we go through all these representative images why not straight away from where the archetype has emerged what which we call as the source 
Why play with the shadows when you have contact with the source and when you see is divine are my parents? And when you start living this reality, I can understand that if this this is not yet a reality, but sir, what are you saying? It's more than But just as when you make Krishna your friend, you discover a different truth. Similarly, when you make divine your parents, and then you discover what a profound psychological formula is given when it is said, do you remember which which uh, Sanskrit uh, I'm going to say? There are two, three of them. One is Tameva Mata Chapita. Heard of it? Tameva Mata Chapita Tameva Tameva Bandhus Chasaka Tameva Dravinang Tameva Tameva Sarvam Mamadeva. We have all heard of it. This is a very big formula. Bhai. Formula is based on truth. Somebody has experienced it. So it's given you this. Somebody experienced na tato, na brata, na bandhu, na mitro, same Shankaracharya who said, you know, Shivam Shivam also wrote a hymn called Bhavani Astikam. Have you heard of Bhavani Astikam? Where he says, na tato, na bandhu, mera koi nahi hai. Phir koon hai? Tomekam, tomekam, tomeka bhavani. But you are mine, Divine Mother. Now, he is not hallucinating. He is writing a profound truth which he discovered. We should look upon these things not as some scriptural text to be read and forgotten or yaar ye sab sacred hai yaar mambo jumbo hai ye to pata nahi kya likha hai. Phir to hum adhya adhure jeevan lead karenge. You know what yoga means? Yoga means to unite. By union means we are leading half a life, fragmented life. We can reclaim our oneness. First within ourselves, then with creation and then with the highest possibility which we call as divine. So he discovered a truth and he gave it. It's up to us. If we try to walk that path, we will also discover that yes, indeed it's true. And then you discover the inner sense when it is said the divine mother Bhavani has thousand arms. What does it mean thousand arms? Is it some hallucinating image? It's a very clear representation that the Divine Mother can come to us in a million ways. Maybe through my physical mother, maybe through my next door neighbor, maybe through the doctor. Isn't it? So many ways. Sometimes even through my enemy. Can the Divine come as an enemy? See, we use the word enemy. Those who put us in difficulty... Do they also do a good to us? Let me ask this question. Huh? Yes, I can see some heads nodding. So why do we call them enemies? See the difference? Once you have this attitude, this state of consciousness, then you will say, Mother Divine, you came to me as Gauri. Mother Divine, you have come to me as Kali. As Gauri, you were giving me payasam to drink. As Kali, you are drinking my blood which was impure. And slaying my ego. Thank you, mother, in both cases. Many times, when we face difficulties and challenges, we grow immensely because it's a challenge to our inmost being to grow in strength. Then you begin to see the whole world and its play very differently. And when you be, this becomes your normal state. Sometimes you will experience it in touches, but when it becomes your normal state, then will you ever be unhappy? Or will you ever cry and fret and complain? You won't say all this. Forget karma and forget all this punishment, reward. Because you will see, Tameka, 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 Bhavani.
So these are some of the, I have just touched upon some of the, very, I have touched just the fraction, not even the fraction, I have, you know, not even probably stepped into the vast ocean of Indian psychology, spirituality, thought, call it anything, doesn't matter. Even calling it spirituality becomes a problem because you make a division. This is spiritual, this is material, this is my life. No. The vastness of Indian discovery. They discovered, they gave it to us. One last one, which is so practical things. You know, Isha Upanishad, Suna hai? Okay. Koi usme se ek slok yaad hai? Okay, I'll tell you. Fraction of a slok. First slok. Isha vasyam idam sarvam yatkincha jagatyam jagat tena tyaktena bhunjita magridha kasya svitanam. Isha vasyam idam sarvam. Simple to understand? All here is a habitation of the Lord. Divine dwells in all things. Ishavasyam idam sarvam. Yat kincha jagatyam jagat. All that is moving individually and universally. Look the profound insight. Atomic level and the galaxy level, thought level, feeling level, there is a constant churning going on. Within every movement, there is the presence of the Lord. Divine. Isha, one who is the Lord of nature. And then it says, Tena Taktena Bhunjita. Meaning thereby, by renouncing, thou must enjoy. Malumta spirituality enjoyment ki baat karti hai. Sikhati hai kaise must ho jana. To become so much full of delight. By renouncing. How can you enjoy by renouncing? Maagrida kasiswidhanam. Why do you want to acquire somebody else's, you know, ambition, lust, usko hai, jealousies? Why do we need? Ultimately for what? When you can tap that delight inside. Now can anyone tell me how by renouncing you can have delight? With that we can have. There are many such things in Isha Upanishad. And I am resisting the temptation because hours and hours I could go. Just tell me how by renouncing you can have delight. We have heard about renunciation as a means towards Kya bairagi ho gaya, sanyasi ho gaya. It's not about bairagi or sanyas. Renunciation is a tremendous power that opens you to delight. Anyone, just just make a blind guess. It sounds very paradoxical, isn't it? Maja to paane mein aata hai, chhodne mein kaisa maja hai? Par kabhi anbhav kiya hai chhodne ka maja? Dekho. When we are wanting something, intensely craving for something, then what happens? That object becomes our center. Okay? And what happens when that object becomes a center? We become small, small, small. If it is food or a human being, doesn't matter. It becomes small. And when you just release it, you discover you are not so small. You are vast. You don't have to be so small. Now, if you discover this one truth, you can apply it on life. So when you go through rejection, so-called rejection, you know, by now you surely experience truth I am vast don't make yourself so small that you define yourself by a person 
what happens during that moment i have defined myself by that person i am bad i am horrible people go through this experience no main achhi nahi hu mere andar kya kharabi hai chalo main apna eyebrow karau makeup karau nothing you don't need anything just discover yourself and say well you don't deserve me you can say that <laughs> of course that's an egoistic statement but i am just saying you discover that you are vast you are infinite you are divine you are a child of the divine he was seeing your physical parentage he was seeing your jati pati religion this that poor fellow idiot he didn't see that whom you belong to when you live this truth can you imagine and then vastness is equivalent to delight and smallness is equivalent to pleasure and pain see the difference pleasure and pain comes with smallness and when you are vast it brings delight so tein tektein bunjita you want to enjoy life okay learn to renounce the lesser and then you get the greater if you don't leave the lower rung how will you arrive at the higher simple logic so we can identify either with a very small state of consciousness oh i am a loser small state of consciousness i am a winner slightly better but still small state of consciousness i am neither a winner nor a loser all actually belongs anyways to me and isn't this the secret truth of life आप किसी घर में जाते हो वो कहते हैं दाने दाने पर लिखा है खाने वाले का नाम उस समय आपको जो मिलता है वो आपका है ना ये सीक्रेट ट्रूथ है जो नेचर हाइड करके रखती है वी थिंक दिस बिलोंग्स टू मी वी वांट टू होल्ड इट विद ग्रेट ग्रिप बट यू डिस्कवर दैट यू इट डजेंट बिलोंग टू यू टेक लव कैन यू फोर्स समबडी टू लव यू के नॉट बट डजेंट लव कम टू अस इन काउंटलेस वेज वेन यू बिकम वास्ट यू डिस्कवर कि लव के लिए किसी कोई इससे मिले उससे मिले अच्छी बात है बट इट्स सो वास्ट इट कम्स फ्रॉम द होल क्रिएशन होल क्रिएशन लवस स्पीक्स टू अस गिवस अस जॉय एंड देन ए सिंपल साइट लुकिंग एट ए फ्लावर कैन गिव यू जॉय यू नो दिस एक्सपीरियंस आई वॉज सो टस्ट क्या हुआ जब दरवाजा खुला क्यों भागे आप लोग साइकोलॉजी क्लास तो पूरी वहीं खत्म हो गई ये ट्रूथ है हमारे इनर बींग का Why is it that the opening of the door, you know, just as Freud used to analyze slips, so I am analyzing this. ये क्या हुआ? Door खुला, समुद्र देखा. Many of you actually say, "Wow, ah, ऐसा क्यों हुआ?" Analyze करो. For a moment, physically, this gave us the sense of vastness. If you can cultivate it by conscious means, then you won't need a physical means to. do this intermediary you can imagine this imagery of ocean it helps there are images that help us there are techniques like that but essentially the truth is if you experience vastness you experience freedom experience delight experience small state of consciousness through a small self identity then you are in misery and there is suffering and pain so that's my uh, like background um, just resisting to go further so if there is any question or any uh, remarks please uh, feel free yes of course but thing is that there are two ways of looking at it you it's possible to enter into that vastness and be so lost and wrapped into it that you feel everything else is insignificant that's true 
but when you touch the thread inside then you discover that there is nothing insignificant because it's the same truth in everything that's why the isha upanishad starts with that isha vasyam idam sarvam yat kinche jagatyam jagat in your consciousness you are beyond the galaxies but you also know that the isha dwells even in the minutest of atoms so then what happens you experience an all pervading love for all creatures so you have this wonderful another line isha sarvabhutanam another line in the gita maitri karuna ivascha he who knows the lord loves the lord starts feeling love and compassion for everyone you don't have to say this because he sees he is my lord in another garment you don't have to teach him that you know you should treat people in behave in a nice way he says what nice way he is my lord who is coming this old man this sick man even my enemy you can see the lord so nothing becomes insignificant each becomes a facet and expression an effort at manifestation sometimes a good sometimes not so good sometimes flawless manifestation sometimes and in the making manifestation of the one so just as india gave we are taught told the power of zero india also gave the power of one so if you learn to see this one behind everything even in the ishopanishad there is a meditation like that you know it says how to become free from all grief because one of the things in psychology is how to become free from grief so it says tatra komoha kashoka ekatvam anupashyata he who sees oneness how shall he have delusion moha how shall he have grief shoka he cannot have because he sees the one everywhere but of course there is a big gap between reading it and realizing it that's what is the practice of yoga but if we start we start with this is possible then only you will walk the path otherwise if it's not possible it's all mumbo jumbo iska psychology se kya lena ye spirituality hai to ashram mein budhe log karte hain hai na to phir to phir aapne it's unscientific no because you have annulled the thing even before you started whereas true sciences discover go ahead and discover you know indian yoga is the only thing which throws this challenges at you it doesn't ask you to adopt it as a belief system it's something amazing i have not found it anywhere in any of the works it doesn't ask you to adopt it as a belief system it says this is what we have discovered you walk this way go ahead discover yourself you know there's the difference between uh, all the yogas that have grown up in india and all the other approaches to the divine which have come outside in india we we believe that we can discover the divine within ourselves go ahead and discover so it's not a religion religion is belief system you believe you follow or you don't follow one of the two here you discover and you can have multiple approaches to discover this may be koi dogma nahi hai but the thing is start that there is a possibility like that then only you can discover इफ इन द बिगनिंग वी से कि नहीं ऐसा पॉसिबल ही नहीं है ये तो कुछ लोग गफलत में पता नहीं चरस गांजा लेके बोलते रहते हैं तो फिर क्या होगा तो आपने एनल कर दिया ना इट्स नॉट साइंस साइंस इट सेल्फ इज बिकम ए बिलीव सिस्टम ये डॉगमा यस आई डोंट नो आप लोग यहां आए हो नॉर्मली साइंटिफिक 
कम्युनिटीज आश्रम जा रहे हो क्यों साइकोलॉजी पढ़ने वाह आईब्रोस भ्रकुटी तन जाती है आश्रम में साइकोलॉजी साइकोलॉजी तो इन किताबों में पढ़ाई जाती है इस क्लासरूम के अंदर ये क्या है ऐसी रिलीजन में बोलते हैं ना इस किताब के अंदर है केवल ट्रुथ इस मंदिर में मस्जिद में जाके मिलेगा ये क्या है रिलीजन है ना शुड साइकोलॉजी बिकम ए रिलीजन एंड ए कल्ट दैट्स इट इट्स ए डिस्कवरी इट्स ए सर्च इट्स ए फायर इट्स ए लिविंग जर्नी Yes. Anything else? Any other question? Okay. I hope all of you are happy. Have a good stay here. Lovely and pleasant stay. If anything, please feel free. Of course, I am sure you have very able Professor Sunit Verma is there, and just move around, breathe this atmosphere. and uh, it's not about believing in mother and shubindo or getting converted for god's sake this is not what mother and shubindo want they have discovered their truths they have given this truth like any other rishi and yogis so they have made their own discoveries and given their truth you don't have to accept anything like a dogma if you feel interested you can read something ki acha ye kya keh rahe hain kafi sari cheeze ye जो वेदांत जिसकी हम बात कर रहे हैं ये है बट उन्होंने और भी कई चीजें कही हैं लाइक गोल ऑफ लाइफ एंड अबाउट पॉसिबिलिटी ऑफ लीडिंग ए डिवाइन लाइफ हियर इन दिस टेरेस्ट्रियल एग्जिस्टेंस नॉट इन अदर वर्ल्डीनेस बट वेरी मच हियर नॉट जस्ट इन सम मेडिटेटिव स्टेट सो इट्स पॉसिबल टू लीड अ डिवाइन एग्जिस्टेंस इन योर एवरीडे लाइफ यू डोंट हैव टू लीव एनी और एनी एंड रन अवे एक्सटर्नली यू डोंट हैव टू एस्केप फ्रॉम लाइफ Okay, that's why in ashram, he didn't tell you. Otherwise, you would have been shocked. That I am ashramite. He said, "Sir, how is ashramite? Who has a colorful T-shirt? Is it? So, this this is not a yoga. This is a journey. This is when you go inside and you change one color. तो ये बाहर के रंग सब रंगों से खेल सकते हो क्योंकि आप discover करते हो parent तो वही original color है. All right. so that's it. okay thank you nice talking to all of you